BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. How could that possibly happen? How could one somebody be so irresponsible? Joe Biden, turns out, has uh, secret stuff, classified stuff anyway, in his closet at his think tank. Who knew Joe Biden had a think tank? But um, So this is as CBS is reporting it. They broke the story yesterday. The documents were contained in a folder that was in a box with other unclassified papers, which is not probably the way you ought to. Keep your classified papers with a bunch of other stuff that's not classified. The sources revealed neither what the documents contain nor the level of classification. A source familiar with the matter told CBS News the documents did not contain nuclear secrets. That's always used as the big. There's plenty of secrets that are a very, very, very big deal that would get people killed. Sure. Or compromise national security that aren't nuclear secrets. So I don't know why they act like that's the only one that matters. Well, and you, when you list like the five or six worst regimes on Earth, like three or four of them already have nukes and are willing to sell the technology. So, you know, I'm not in favor of releasing our nuclear secrets, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite as fixated on it as some people seem to be. So the headline documents marked classified from Joe Biden's vice presidency found at the Biden think tank in a supposedly locked closet. And we'll see how big a deal this turns out to be. But you heard Joe Biden there on 60 Minutes when they found secret stuff at Trump's house. How could that happen? It's just, oh, it's mind-blowing. 
<laughs> well, at least he locked the closet, and everybody knows you can't get in a locked closet. No, no, no. no. Once a closet is locked, forget it. Here I am, a, chi- a top Chinese agent. I go to the closet to grab the documents. Oh, click, click, click. It's locked. It's locked. Beijing, Beijing. Spy number seven here. Bad news. The closet is locked. I repeat, it is locked. There is no getting the secrets. Hey, Agent 007, do you have a screwdriver with you? Yeah. We'll just use that to pry it open. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That would be illegal. <laughs> the closet is locked. Come on. At the, at the same time, we don't know what the documents no, are. And no. I just, I'm going to wait and see. You know, it's funny. It strikes me how much of politics, popular politics, media politics, is, is uh, just the battle between the personalities. The, 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 you know, the social media style fight, fight. Look at that fight. He said something mean about somebody else uh, as opposed to ever talking about policy. Oh, yeah. And, and that is deliberate, friends, deliberate. Oh, yeah. Practically every article on this story out today gets into the tribal stuff right away. Here are the differences between what has happened with Joe Biden and what happened with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Got to make it very clear what Trump did was horrible. What Biden did, at least so far, is not even close to the same thing. Okay, why do you have to jump to that right away? How about it just stands alone as either a big deal or not a big deal? How about we wait till tomorrow? I I plan on being around tomorrow, God willing. I'll wait till the facts are out. Oh, boy, the modern world. I put all my Dogecoin on TCU last night. How did it turn (laughs) out? I didn't watch the game. Oh, they did great, Jack. They fought hard. Uh, so, uh, switching topics here. This is a little longish, but it's it's perfect-ish as well. This is Griff Jenkins on special report on uh, Fox News last night talking about the border situation. Clip 22, please, Michael. Too little, too late. Del Rio rancher Laura Allen frustrated that it took President Biden nearly two years to visit the border. We're the voice trying to warn the rest of our country. We can't hold the line. Your government is not holding the line. I don't think it's okay. Eagle Pass pecan farmer Magali Urbina says Biden didn't even see the real crisis landowners like her face every day. He went to El Paso, everything's picked up, everything's clean, everybody's kind of like on their best behavior. The president spent just over three hours on the ground in El Paso at the port of entry, walking the wall with Border Patrol officials and touring a migrant center, but witnessed no migrants firsthand. Despite CBP sources exclusively telling Fox News there were 518 migrant encounters in the El Paso sector yesterday. Yeah, even <laughs> even CNN and MSNBC have been pretty skeptical about the whole, wait a second, he went to the border where we're having a record crisis and didn't see a single migrant. And that's just a coincidence, according to the Secretary of State. There are two things involved with that one what the secret service does to make sure the president's safe is they clear things out so i don't know how much that played a role because i know they they really have to they they can't have you know just a bunch of randos running around well that's while the president's walking the street that is racism jack that's proof of racism according to the principles of disparate impact and most of the folks on the left because the secret service keeping the president safe disproportionately affected uh, uh hispanic immigrants that is de facto proof of racism that's how idiotic that philosophy is folks is one of the best examples i've ever seen you just reminded me god yes I, i'm super tired because my uh, kid was sick last night and like Every time I'd fall sound asleep, he'd say, Dad, and no. I'd hear him and I'd go, and, 
get him some medicine or a blanket or a bowl to throw up in or whatever. But anyway, so I'm super tired. But I was uh, highlighting some stuff last night. This great article about the myth of income inequality in America that is so freaking good. We have to get to that this hour. But anyway, back to the border. The other thing is not only did the Secret Service have to clear people out, you know, you, you can't just have people who have snuck across the border running up to the president so he can encounter them. You know, obviously. Yeah, uh, fair enough. From from just a political standpoint, though, he is taking some hits for showing up to perfectly cleared streets in El Paso. But which would be worse for the president politically? The, <laughs> the, the minor hits he's taking for having made sure he didn't see the reality of it? Or how bad it would have freaking looked if you had the president of the United States walk in the streets... Looking the way they normally look, with people just laying everywhere, no place for them to be, having snuck into the country. I mean, that would be pretty bad. I think that'd be way yes, more damaging and politically. True and accurate. Well, right. I'm just saying <laughs> right. politically. I think it'd oh, yeah. just be way more damage, damaging politically to have him surrounded by the reality of it in a photo than to clear the streets. You're 100% right. I mean, if he were to have toured the reality as opposed to the disnified fantasy <laughs> El Paso, yeah, that would have looked horrible. And 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 I would suggest to ye who are still a little sleepy-headed, if reality would make the president look horrible, maybe you ought to do something about the reality. Good one. <laughs> and this is what they're trying to do. Uh, I will give you the uh, just the thumbnail, and then maybe we'll take a break and come back with some of the uh, details of it, just so you're in the know. But um, there's some really good writing at the Dispatch uh, this morning. The new plan is meant to bring order to the chaotic influx of migrants at the southwestern border of the United States by pairing an expansion of Title 42, that's your pandemic-era rule, that allows border officials to quickly expel migrants. Out! with a new humanitarian parole legal entry pathway. Now, the scheme relies on Mexico's cooperation, and they're thinking of it less as, quote, closing a door and opening a window, and more closing the windows everybody's climbing through, cutting the padlock off the door, and giving the bouncer a quota for how many people he lets in. Mm. The details are interesting. We'll share those uh, with you in a moment or three. Okay, and also that myth of income inequality. You hear about it all the time. We're the worst country in the world, actually, for income inequality. Did you know that? The difference what between a the crock rich of and the crap. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And the, ma- and the math trick is pretty simple, and everybody should become aware of it. So please do stick around this hour for that. A lot on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're trying to leave Cuba, Nicaragua, or Haiti, do not, do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. The border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. (laughs) All right. The border is secure. Wow. Wow. An old man Biden lecturing uh, Nicaraguans. Don't come to the border. No Inglese. <laughs> Up is down. Donkeys are fish. I mean, what? what's the point of even nabbing words? <laughs> I know. I know. It's unbelievable. So a brief description of the administration's uh, plans for the border, the changes they've announced. We have reams of laws about this stuff. But because of the current state of the federal government, the administrative agencies with the uh, dir- at the direction of the president just decide which laws they're going to enforce and how. They pass such rules and regulations are as necessary to blop dot dot dot. Anyway, under the new program uh, meant to bring some order to the border, uh, it's pairing an expansion of Title 42 uh with a new humanitarian parole legal entry pathway now it relies on mexico's cooperation under the new program cuban nicaraguan and haitian migrants face immediate title 42 expulsion to mexico if they cross into the u.s illegally you just get booted right out uh the u.s we can't deport them to their home countries because of dangerous conditions poor relations etc and until recently mexico said we don't want them don't send them to mexico But according to the Biden administration, Mexico has changed its tune. Uh, We bribed the hell out of them, agreeing to let 30,000 people per month from those three countries um, and expanding a similar smaller cap set for Venezuelans in October. Here's one of your ironic parts of this. The Biden administration, and you you remember this probably, has been fighting in court to end the use of Title 42. And it's currently pending in the Supreme Court. They're going to review it. But this change amounts to a major expansion of Title 42, which the Biden administration is trying to end since an increasing proportion of migrants arriving at the southern border hail from these newly included countries. Boy, that is not being uh, reported that way. Yeah, yeah, I know it. To accompany the Title 42 stick, the administration is providing a delicious carrot, a humanitarian parole program capped at 30000 per month for migrants from these countries. 30000 a month. Those who apply, pass various screenings, and can demonstrate they'll have financial support in the U.S. can enter the country and receive a two-year work authorization while they wait for asylum and other legal entry claims to process. Once proved, migrants can take flight directly to the U.S., but there's a catch. In a bid to disincentivize dangerous and illegal crossing attempts and reduce demand for predatory smuggling operations, anyone who enters the U.S., Mexico, or Panama illegally will not be eligible to, to apply for the parole thingy. 
You've got to follow the rules or you're ineligible. Now, there will be a certain number, and it will be in the several hundred thousand a year, who will think either I'm not eligible for this new parole program or it seems too iffy for me. I'm fleet of foot. I think I can escape the Border Patrol. And they'll just sneak in anyway because the border is wide open. You know, it's not completely open, but it's open enough, obviously. Well, it certainly has been. When when Biden said the other day, look, we have a... T-. Was it him or Mayorkas? It might have been Mayorkas. One of them saying that we have one of the great migrations in world history going on right now. And so it's, you know, it's it's tough to deal with. Let's not act like it's a simple problem. Well, one of the reasons you have one of the great migrations in world history is the the most fun, exciting restaurant in town has thrown open its doors and said, come on in. We're giving yeah. you free meals. So, yeah, people are moving fast. Yeah. The argument that it's just push factors right. is it's idiotic and wildly, you know, departed from reality. They mention uh, here in the dispatch uh, that does some good coverage. It's a little lengthy, but thorough. Uh, They mentioned that it's not clear whether previous programs of this sort actually discouraged people from showing up or whether the Title 42 expulsions, because we just say, no, get back across the border. Uh, You get back across the border, you. uh, They they just make those folks make repeated crossing attempts until they succeed. I mean, because it's not like we execute people or put them in Leavenworth for trying three times and failing. We just keep pushing them back to Mexico. It's like some sort of schoolyard game from back in the day when you got to play schoolyard games that involved running and pushing and having fun. I realize modern children have no idea what I'm talking about as they're supposed to walk around like quiet little veal calves. (laughs) Different topic for another day. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Mayorkas, who's one of the weakest acts in the history of self-governance, also announced expanded use of the expedited removal for people who don't make asylum claims. So the administration is claiming that if you just come into the country saying, look, I got a wife, a couple of kids, I can't get work in Mexico, Venezuela, Cuba, whatever, I'm here to work. They're going to put your ass out. I don't believe that for a second. Another angle of this, Jennifer Griffin of Fox reporting that there are at least four Afghan commandos who are so desperate to get into the United States, remember, because we left them behind after they'd risked their lives to help us, that they came across the southern border in Mexico. They thought, well, this is the way I'll get into the United States. Well, we caught them, and they are in jail like criminals, even though they served alongside U.S. forces honorably, fighting the Taliban. They would be easily vetted, but they are not. They are in jail. So two million Central Americans who we don't know from Adam are allowed to just go into the country, but our allies have been jailed. Correct. What the F? Another interesting angle of this story that Jonathan Turley was writing about yesterday was uh, going back to remember Joe Biden's false public claim that border agents were whipping migrants from the horse. Remember that whole thing? Of course. I'll make sure they pay for that. Uh, Well, I'll just read what Jonathan Turley uh, tweeted yesterday. For those of us who are highly critical of Biden's false public condemnation of the border agents for whipping migrants, the photo op with the agents on the border was quite jarring. I can only imagine how the accused agents felt after seeing the images. Not only has Biden refused to apologize for his false and abusive comments, his administration is still seeking to punish the agents, even though they were entirely cleared of the whipping allegations. Right. Yet agents are always useful for a photo op, so that's why he went this weekend. Wow, well said, Jonathan. Yeah, what's happening is, and this is so despicable, so these guys didn't do anything wrong whatsoever. 
But what they're doing, the administration is doing, is is taking a fine-tooth comb through everything they've ever done through their entire career and see if they misfiled a report or failed right. to date a document or whatever so they can bravely announce he they were guilty of several violations of policy implying to the uninformed masses that it had anything to do with the non-existent whipping. It's despicable. Right. They've been removed from their posts, you'll hear at some point, yeah. for something that had nothing to do with that. You're right. Meanwhile, he does a photo op with the very folks he's undermining. Good Lord. So there's a new book coming out. I hope it gets lots of attention. I hope Republicans use it as talking points on every show they go on for the next hundred years. Um, uh, the myth of income inequality in the United States. And uh, we can hit you with some of the highlights of that. We've talked about this some over the years. It just needs to be more well known. If you hear about somebody who makes $200,000 a year and somebody who makes $20,000 a year, it's portrayed as, well, there's somebody who makes 10 times as much as somebody else. Well, that's not accurate at all. That's not the way it works in terms of how much Wait a minute, I'm doing the math. It seems accurate. It seems accurate if you think about it for five seconds and have it explained to you. It will come out quite differently. So uh, stay tuned for that. It's good stuff. If you miss an hour of the show, you should get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday attended a Christmas Eve mass at a Russian Orthodox church alone. It happens to the best of us. You know, one day you look around and realize that all your friends have been pushed out a window. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. Hey, just got this, uh, I guess, a text, a mention on uh, social media. I guess it's a tweet. Uh, Wesley says, my Uber driver in Washington, D.C. is listening live to the A&G show. Six stars. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you tip him handsomely. Awesome. Love that. Shout out. So 
I've been wondering about the whole income inequality thing in America for uh, for quite a few years because uh, uh, I hear about it. I see the stats and I think, how could that possibly be true? And I don't just worry about it for, you know, uh, ideas of fairness or a rigged system, although at some point you can get into that. But it just doesn't make for a very stable society to have tremendous income inequality. It doesn't usually end well, right? Depending on the distribution, and I mean, I I would just say, you know, growing up in fairly modest circumstances, we weren't poor, but we didn't have much money. I worked as a caddy at the local golf club where the rich folks played, and I thought, wow, that would be cool to have money like that. I didn't think, what did the injustice? to tear it down the whole system uh, yeah they had income inequality and it motivated me to try hard at a career i don't uh, so i i've never been bothered by it unless it is a rigged system right and um the united states is portrayed regularly as uh, one of the worst places on earth worst country on earth for income inequality and the stat that the u.s census bureau uses is that when you break incomes into quintiles that's Five different groups of 20%. The top quintile, compared to the bottom quintile, makes s- almost 17 times more. 17, <laughs> the top 20% makes 17 times more than the bottom 20%. And that's Oh, the, my God. Exactly, Bernie. That's the, I guarantee you that's a stat that has come out of Bernie's mouth a thousand times in speeches. And about how awful that is. Well, this new book out from Phil Graham, former senator, and a couple other econ- uh, economists called... Phil, Phil Graham is a very reasonable guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Myth of American Inequality, How Government Biases Policy Debate. And I'll be able to explain to you very simply here in just a second why that number is not 17 times the top quintile versus the bottom quintile. It's more like four times which is much more reasonable and keeping in line with, you know, anything that you could consider uh, a normal for a society. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. <laughs> Bernard Sanders. I wish this were known by more people. Um, it's pretty simple. I've been trying to think about how to describe this so that everyone can understand it. If you have somebody who makes $200,000 a year and somebody makes $20,000 a year, it looks like that the first person makes 10 times as much. But that's not actually how much money you have. If you make $200,000 a year, if you're in some of the high tax areas of California or New York, you're going to keep about 100. But I'll be generous and say you get to keep 125. So you make $200,000, you get to keep 125 to live on. That person that makes $20,000 a year, because of the statistics that I'm about to get into, probably lives on something close to $75,000 a year. Because not only do they not pay any taxes or any taxes they do pay, they get back on the twenty grand they earn. They income taxes, right? Income yeah. taxes mm-hmm. or whatever else. They're going to get about $50,000 worth of transfer payments of all kinds of different kinds from all the taxes from the other guy. So now you're not comparing 200000 to $20,000. you are in terms of actual what you're going to live on, your life, you're going to compare one twenty-five to seventy-five, which goes from being 10 times as much to 1.6 times as much. Is that easy for everyone to understand? That's what's happening to a great extent right. because of the way that just the math trick they do on the money. The Census Bureau does not count two-thirds of the $2.8 trillion in transfer payments (laughs) that happen in this country. And they also do not count the $4.4 trillion that are taken through federal, state, and local taxes. 
so they don't count wow. all those taxes you pay or all that money that somebody else gets of your tax money. They don't factor that in for the income inequality stats for obvious reasons because you can make it seem that much worse to ask for even more programs or you know more of this or that. Well, right, to skip to the end, that's because the easiest way, the most automatic way to get votes is to give people stuff. It's to bribe them. And the rationale for bribing them is this manipulation of statistics. I mean, just what you've said so far, even if you were like a communist who believed everybody should make the same amount of money, well, you'd say, well, it's a problem just that one guy makes 200 and the other guy makes 20. But even to the communist, I'd say, well, we've like eliminated 65, 70% of the problem, so it's mostly solved. And our commie friend would say, yeah, I guess you're right. But nobody's ever honest about this stuff. Back to the book. There are, the authors report, at least 100 federal programs that each spend more than $100 million annually providing transfer payments to households as well as an uncounted number of smaller programs. A hundred federal programs that are more than a hundred million and then uncounted smaller programs that add up to all those, uh, the $2.8 trillion of money that gets transferred. Transfer payments were a whopping 18.2% of all personal income in 2017. Wow. The latest wow. numbers they have. A chart prepared by the authors show how dependent many Americans are on government subsidies. The average household in the bottom quintile, that lowest 20%, received an astonishing 45 grand in government transfer payments annually. More than nine times their salary, their earned income. Wow. Yeah, that's really quite amazing. So thanks to this vast transfer of income, the actual poverty rate for children is not what the Census Bureau says, 17.5% childhood poverty among the worst in the developed world it's really three percent and for americans 65 and older the poverty rate is not nine to nine percent which again is portrayed as how can a country this rich have one in ten seniors in poverty it's really one percent wow if you include all the transfer payments that people are getting Why? Why don't? Why aren't more people aware of this? Or why? Why isn't one? One problem is this. I said Republicans should be talking about that maybe twenty years ago, but now the Republicans are more than the Democrats. Maybe the 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 party of the the poor working class. So you're not going to be making this speech to them. Well, right. Uh, yeah. The reason people don't talk about it or don't hear about it is it's an incredibly useful narrative for driving votes as i said before and also for the media you're getting ripped off we'll tell you how nobody would dare tune out during the commercial break wait a minute i'm getting ripped off more from this book what they're calling their blockbuster finding in looking at these statistics next you haven't even busted our blocks yet there's more there's blocks that remain unbusted Wow, you're like if Santa Claus came three days in a row. Fabulous. We'll stay tuned. Uh, Speaking of saving money and and money matters, HelloFresh, which I tout enthusiastically for its deliciousness. They deliver these pre-measured, ready-to-whip-up meals. Great variety. They're so good. You whip them up in your home, then you got fabulous food to eat. Uh, Well, it'll also help save you money because you don't have nearly as much waste. You don't have to schlep back and forth to the grocery store. It's great. Yeah, so this time of year, people are talking about losing weight, eating healthier and saving money and all those bases are covered you can eat well in the new year with over 35 weekly recipes to choose from hello fresh is cheaper than groceries 25 percent less expensive than takeout 
And maybe you're getting together for big football games. Host the game like a pro with a winning assortment of snacks, apps, main courses, and more available for a limited time at HelloFresh Market. You get all sorts of choices. You can cancel anytime. You're going to love it as much as we do. Sign up today for 22 free meals plus free shipping with the code Armstrong22 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong22. That's code Armstrong22 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong22. Judy and I had, I think it was spicy beef and barine enchiladas. Uh, or uh, beef and bean enchiladas last night with this uh, green sauce. Oh, it's so damn good. Anyway, uh, HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong22. So I haven't even made the argument, or I'm not even making the argument that, uh, you know, it's wrong that we transfer this much money. I think it probably is, but I haven't even made that argument. We, you know, we can decide that as a policy and vote on that as a nation, but we're not working with the real numbers to make these decisions. That's the problem. For instance, dig this. Uh, the blockbuster finding is that on a per capita basis, the average bottom quintile household, the bottom 20%, actually have 10% more income than the average second quintile household and 3% more than the average middle income household. Wow. So the people at the very bottom actually have more real you know, earnings, money to, to, to live on than the, the two groups ahead of them. So what is that for a motivation to get out of the bottom quintile? So clearly a disincentive to work yeah, or or to improve your life. uh, As many benefits are tied to earned income, unemployment is a better option, the authors say. The most significant factor in growth of earned income inequality in the last 50 years has been the sharp drop in the proportion of prime work age persons who worked in the bottom two quintiles. In 1967, 68% of prime work-age adults in the bottom quintile had jobs. But in 2017, that percentage had dropped by almost half, down to 36%. Holy cow, that's a disaster. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. So this this is the answer to what I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, um, that Men at Work book that's getting a new look. The book came out years ago, but it's getting a, a, a new work. I come from a land down under. Is it a book about the great Australian band? No, it's a book about how we've got 7 million men of prime working age who don't have a job and aren't looking for a job. So the first question you have if you're me is, well, how do you, how do you not have a job and you're not looking for your job? How are you living? Well, you just heard. If you're mm. in that bottom, you don't make anything. You actually have more than the 20% above you and the 20% above them. Wow. That is amazing. That's no way to structure a society. It's a great way to get votes, though. Yeah, it if is. If they can get that, uh, you know, that, uh, that number up to that the bottom quintile has more than the fourth quintile, then they will never lose an election because everybody will be so completely dependent on the government to feed themselves, they will have no choice but to vote for those who feed them. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just a fact. This is not like right-wing, hard-ass, go, you've got it easy, you've got to go to job stuff. It's just a fact. In the 60s, Damn near 70% of people in the bottom 20% of income had a job. Now it's 36%. You know why? Because they don't need a job. In fact, you would lose money if you went out and got a job. You would have to make 40% more to make 5% more. Right. I mean, think about how strong a disincentive that is. From a purely economic point of view. I wouldn't do it. 
You'd no, it would be foolish to do it. You <laughs> yeah. would be better off uh, developing a side hustle, working for cash, or just, I don't know, doing whatever the hell you want, enjoying your leisure time. Maybe if I was on my own, just from a pride standpoint, I might do it. But if I got a ki- if I got kids, if I got people to support, wow. it would be a bad decision. That would be selfish and irresponsible. Absolutely. Think about that, friends. Well, not just from the money standpoint that I'm going to go out and get a job in which we'll actually have less to live on, and I'm going to be gone all the time, yeah. as opposed to I'm here all the time and we have more money. If you announced, I'm going to take some classes, I'm going to improve myself, I'm going to, I'm going to make my way into the world, your spouse could legitimately say, that is so selfish, how can you do that to the children? We have designed that system in the United States of America. God help us. Here's the kicker that I'll end with. The myth, There's more? The oh. myth of American inequality. In a sign of the times, the book, which was published in September, it's been out for quite a while, has been ignored by the New York Times, the Washington Post, NPR, CNN, and most every other news outlet. Yeah, good. Wow. This is by one of the most respected senators of the last half century on both sides of the aisle using, with important information. Using the government's own numbers. It's not, you know, it's not even right-winger numbers or something like that. It's the government's own numbers. They're just looking at them a different way. Now, you write you know, the anti-racist book or White Fragility or something like that, and it's reviewed by everyone. And Steaming inter- piles of horse crap. <laughs> but this book, oh, my God, nobody's paying any attention to it. I just, aye, I just aye, laid aye. out the most troubling thing you'll hear this week, in my opinion. Crickets. And that's something. We should link that article that I just read from just so people could take a look at it and have it as ammunition if you get into these sorts of discussions with people. And you know what else we ought to do? And I'm sure Hanson's way ahead of me. Uh, we will package this segment as a standalone so you can zap it around to your friends pretty easily at armstrongandgetty.com. Give us a few minutes to do that or several minutes, but we'll, we'll get it done today. Boy, Prince Harry's a DB. Among oh, other, boy. Among other things on the way. Stay with us. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Prince Harry sat down for a 60 Minutes interview with Anderson Cooper. But the 60 Minutes interview was a great chance to hear Harry and Meghan's story, in case you missed their two-hour sit-down with Oprah or their six-part Netflix documentary. <laughs> we really want to hear what you want to think. Yeah. Yep, that is exactly right, and that's why the New York Times had an article yesterday. Well, let me read this. I may have already ruined the joke. Dana Carvey tweeted out yesterday, Maybe it's just me, but I don't ever want the Prince Harry book tour to stop. Are you with me, gang? (laughs) Wow. And the New York Times analysis. Has Prince Harry's confessional tour run its course? Even in the United States, which has a high tolerance for redemptive stories, the tide seems to be turning. Uh, Yeah, I think the tide has turned for a couple of reasons. One, just the amount of it. And two, the more he talks, the more he doesn't come off as kind of a classy, intelligent, thoughtful, above it all. Who's been wrong. Who's guy, been wrong. Right? Just yeah. He just seems like a <clears throat> spoiled brat, actually. I think is a much closer uh, description of his attitude. At best, he's just a screwed up dude. Yeah. It's whatever, dude. Um, I got Stephen Colbert. I mean, it's, it's a as I was looking for a way to use it on the air, but um, it was kind of spread out. But he had Prince Harry on, and he there was a fair amount of mockery before Harry came out, and kind of like while Harry was there, that Harry just I'm not sure even got the jokes. But for instance, a uh, part of the book where Prince Harry talks about how his brother William tried to distance himself in school and acted like he wasn't there, and Stephen Colbert said something like, "Boy, that's breaking new ground in the history of siblings. The older <laughs> sibling not wanting to be around the younger sibling at school." Yeah. Because my kids yeah. do that, and so do your kids. I mean, of just, course. I mean, that sort of crap. I mean, dude. It you know, was hurtful. The sting stays with me today. He, he actually <laughs> wrote like that. Yeah, there are passages like that. And, you know, maybe it's because he had such a weird, isolated life that he doesn't realize that a lot of what he's complaining about is what everybody in the world does or deals with or just being a human being. And then he and I saw the segment yesterday. It's the text exchange between his wife and William's wife about the bridesmaid dresses or something like that. Oh, do tell me how. <laughs> and it's just as mundane sister-in-laws bickering as anything could possibly be. And why did you put that in your book for everybody to read? What the hell, wow. dude? Wow. That's such weak sauce. It really, really The American is. media is just dropping their pants for him. What's up with that? I wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> I don't want the Prince Harry book tour to ever stop. Are you with me, gang? Speaking of which, what is it with, uh, and, and perhaps you ladies could answer this, because the Armstrong and Getty show has a huge number of female listeners, women, if I can still use that term, and I will. Uh, a lot of women listen. Uh, what is it with you gals and princesses? As portrayed in innumerable movies, frequently on the Hallmark Channel. What is the fascination with being a princess? I mean, dudes don't aspire to being a prince. One one-hundredth the amount of women who, who watch and read princess-related fare. I've certainly never heard a guy express, you need to treat me like a prince, the way I've heard women express, you need to treat me like a princess. <laughs> or movie after movie after movie of a dude who, he doesn't realize it growing up, but he's actually the heir to something or other, he becomes a prince. 
I mean, they don't exist. The only uh, format that's somewhat like that is like King Ralph. Was that the movie where some <laughs> doofus schlub becomes the king? And it's hilarious. It's not like a fantasy come true and all of his dreams are realized. No, it turns out it's hilarious. He's ill-suited for it and goes back to his real life. What is it with you women's? Uh, I think Harry, that's that's what makes the world go around. I love it. Hanson, you should take a swing at the Harry differences. and not uh, literally, uh, but to trying to get him on the air. Uh, he's doing every show to try to sell as many books as possible because they have no way to make a living at this point, really. So uh, oh, hell with that. Let's book Wills to spill the dirt on Harry. Hey, your brother's a bit of a whiner, huh? <laughs> uh, if you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.